This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. Hi, I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Objections, Sales EQ, and Inc. And I'm here to help you open more doors, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. Welcome back to another episode of the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, CEO of Sales Gravy. And on this episode, we're with Jamie Lynn from The Move. This is a wellness organization that focuses on helping professionals just like you connect their mind and their body so they can perform at a higher level. Now, before we get started, I want you to check out SalesGrave University. SalesGrave University is a place where teams from around the globe come to learn, and they love our brand new Team Hub. The Team Hub gives you full admin access. You can monitor everybody on your team. It allows you to set up personalized dashboards that are driven by AI for each member of your team. You can even add your own training, so all of your training can be in the same place. Now, if you've never taken a course on Sales Gravy University, go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com and use the code free course. You can take any course that we have. And the reason we give it away for free is because I know that you're going to love it so much that you're going to want to talk to us about how we can get your entire team using the most powerful sales training engine on earth. That's learn.salesgravy.com. Learn.salesgravy.com. Use the code free course. Jamie Lynn, welcome to the Sales Gravy Podcast. And I'm really excited about this conversation because this is something that is really close to me. I've spent the last year or so studying this concept of health span, which is how many hours, days of your life do you get where you feel your best, where you're not injured, where you're not sick, and where you can accomplish anything. And the conversation you and I were having in the pre-show around, specifically around this idea of making sure that you've got your mind and your body connected so they're working together really resonated with me because I, I think about you know life and joy and happiness, and the best days of your life are the ones where everything is clicking, everything feels the best. Mm -hmm. So I want to start with you telling us a little bit about what the this concept of of mind body wellness means. So let's just start there with a the foundation. And then we're going to layer in how this is going to impact sales professionals and sales leaders on the job in one of the most stressful professions truly in business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mind, body, wellness. So it's in the name. It's in the connection of the mind and body. It's a concept that isn't known by a lot of people. I think we talk about physical health and wellness and mental health and wellness, but there's a connection and a communication that happens between the two. And it's in that line of communication where you can really use your body to support you in the life that you want to live. And if you have these mental goals and achievements that you want to get to in your life, but you have a body that isn't in alignment with that for whatever reason. Maybe it's past experiences that felt traumatic that are keeping you stuck, or maybe it's injuries or um, just trauma to the body. If you have anything like that that's holding you back, you will not get to where you want to go. You need to have a body that supports you and that partners with you in achieving your goals. So you you use this concept that I it really connected with me called the floating head. Like, mm -hmm. like and so walk us through what that means. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we live our lives ninety nine point nine percent from our brains and in our thoughts. We are floating heads, absolutely, because 
we decide what we want to do in our day and we say, all right, body, get up. We're going to make these calls. All right, body, let's get in the car. Let's sit in our office all day. And we just tell our body what we want it to do. And at some point down the line, after a, a while of our body not wanting to do those things, we leave it behind and we become these floating heads, these unconscious floating minds on autopilot. And it's only until you get to a place of burnout when you realize, oh, I've left my physical health behind and I need to I need to go back and get it. Would, would it be fair thinking about burnout, yeah. the thing like this, you've got your head cruising along and yeah. you're like, I've got to accomplish this, got to do this, especially for entrepreneurs like me, where you, like there have been days in my life where I didn't sleep because I worked all night long, where you're running, running, running. And the burnout comes because you're literally dragging your body behind you like it's like a, a ball and chain. And your your mind just begins to give out because of the energy that is expending, trying to keep the body afloat while it moves forward. Yeah, I think we think that our, our body doesn't matter. And it's interesting because we think that our brain's goals and our brain's to-dos and our brain's functionality is the key Point and the work that we do from our brain is the important piece. But if we don't have a vehicle, our body, to drive us through that, we we can't we can't do it. We just can't, not in a way that feels good, at least. So essentially what it comes down to is is creating uh, this awareness, like stopping mm-hmm. and thinking about how you actually feel, what your body is telling you. And that could be a knee pain. It could be not wanting to get up in the morning. It could be you're in the middle of your afternoon. It's 2 o'clock, and all you want to do is crawl underneath your desk and mm-hmm. just crawl up and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's listening to those signs. And before bad things happening happen to mm-hmm. you, excuse me, just stopping mm-hmm. and taking a moment and assessing where you are and then taking action to get your body in the shape that it needs to be in in order to support your goals and your aspirations for for your sales day or for your business. Absolutely. It's it's so important for sure. Our our body wants to communicate with us. It it naturally does. And you know that because if you're hungry, your stomach growls and that tells you it's time to eat food, right? Um, or if you're tired, you yawn. And so our body has a level of communication that happens, but our brains think that our to-do lists are more important than our body's needs. And that's where when you ignore those signals and you ignore them over and over and over again, your body uh, it either, one, stops to communicate with you and, it, and before it's too late, or it gets stuck and it gets localized and it can become a lot worse. So like that, that old saying, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Mm. And if you don't sleep, you'll probably be dead a lot sooner. Yeah. Uh, because sleep is so critical and yeah. crucial to our overall health. And I think this is super important for salespeople, especially when you think about sleep. You, when you get up in the morning, this job is hard. Like you are dealing with rejection at a level that very, very few people on earth have to deal with. If you don't have the mental and physical energy, in order to attack your day and deal with that rejection and remain confident, you are going to fail. Not only that, you're just going to be miserable. Mm-hmm. It's it's something happened at some point where people started to say sleep is for the weak and you can sleep when you're dead. And these things that say, no, no, working all day, every day, that's what's important. That's what gets results. 
But if you don't, again, have a body to support you in doing that, it just it just can't happen. And sleep is not only for your body, but it's for your brain functionality. I mean, there are certain systems that have to take place during a certain amount of time that you can actually support yourself in your success way more, way, way longer, um, way stronger when you take care of your fundamental, uh, your fundamental needs like sleep, eating clean, eating healthy, um, getting the proper breaks and rest throughout your day, having fun, moving your body, just moving every single day, moving your body. It doesn't have to be weights in the gym, but just general movement to to generate more com uh, communication, more clarity, more creativity in your brain, and it will support you far longer, far stronger in what you want to do. Well, you talk about how a, a strong body begets strong creativity, mm -hmm. which is interesting because I don't think a lot of people think that way. They don't think if I'm moving my body, I become more creative. Mm -hmm. They just think I just wasted an hour in the gym. Now I got to go back and work. And I know that as an author, that's one of the things I've struggled with is that every time I write a book, I gain 20 pounds mm. because I dive into this black hole of creativity and I don't move my body. I'm writing a book now. I've taken some of your advice and and I'm trying to reshape the way that I write the book where I'm writing in shorter spurts. Like I'm a truly a person that I can sit down for 16 hours and never move. People always ask, how do you write books? I just dive into it. And I'm trying to work as best I can to lift my head up mm. and then go move. Mm. Now, for me personally, that has been it's been a really difficult thing to stay in the zone and work out. Mm -hmm. But what I found is that it wasn't necessarily that that those two things were opposing. It was just the mental hangup, maybe from my, you know, from being a kid, that if I shift out of one task into another, that I'm that I'm going to lose my focus. Mm -hmm. But what I'm finding is that I'll go, I'll I'll get up from the book and I'll go move. Like I'm literally go get on the bike, go get on a treadmill, go do twenty push ups, go do some squats, do something. But I'm moving. Yeah. And if I can keep my brain in that zone where I'm thinking about it, when I come back to it, I didn't necessarily move away from it. But I feel so much better because I I sit back up again. Because what what happens when you're writing it lower and lower and lower? Yeah. You know, you get tech neck because your your brain yeah. your heads. It's made a big difference. But I but really truly has been almost having to relearn how to how to work. I love I love that you're incorporating that. That just makes me so happy, and that it's working for you. And you highlighted a really key point, which is which is the mind-body connection because you said when I'm working and I'm in the zone, I'm not just leaving that to go be physical and work out at the gym. You're using that time of movement to generate more ideas, to keep it flowing. And if you think about like actually what's happening when you work out, your blood is flowing, oxygen is circulating, the energy is moving, and that, inv that involves your brain too. So it, it doesn't just leave it behind, right? That's why there's mental health, there's physical health, but what I really do is the connection of the mind and body because they do work together and they do play off of one another. And if creativity is energy, which I believe that it is, then to generate more creativity, generate more energy, and they'll feed into one another. And if we think about it from that standpoint and we go think about what salespeople do, we think. And modern salespeople, top salespeople, and if you remember 
when Amy Franco was here a few weeks back, just go back and listen to that. But she talked about these these crucial skills for modern sellers, mm-hmm. business acumen, the ability to think at a different level, to be creative, to come up with solutions that are different than what everyone else is doing. Well, your mental capacity to to be creative and to find those solutions and to be a consultant will always be limited by your physical capacity. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of people think that way. But if you have heard me talk about sales professionals and using the analogy that sales professionals are the elite athletes of the business world, well, that's exactly what I mean. You have to be physical and you have to have a have this, this mental connection. And I'm going to just throw this out on the table. I believe that the two connected together – the singularity or the point of singularity between the two is spirituality, right? So mm. it, we think about mind, body, spirit as being this 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 triangle of connection. It's where those two come together mm-hmm. that you get that flow, that you get that um, that 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 awareness of of a solution, that you find mm-hmm. your happiness and your joy in, in that moment. And I, I'm you know I'm I'm sitting here and I'll admit it. I you know I I probably gave up 15 years of health. Mm. In order to build wealth, because I I didn't know how to put those two things together, because we've been taught from at least as Americans, right, from the very beginning of time, you work first, then you play, yeah. and 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 we and we rarely talk about those two things together. It's funny. I think we're getting to the point where the people who said that are are now getting to the age where they actually feel the impact of that. <laughs> I don't think we've I don't and which is why this wellness just the 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 term wellness is coming up so much more now I think because the people who decided that work is wealth and is the hours that you put in and the sweat that you pour into your job day in and day out and all of that is important they're now feeling the impact of that decision and I love that you're now making that shift and I'm curious I mean are you feeling a difference in what you do? Yeah, I think that the I think the number one thing is learning how to be more efficient with your work. So, mm. so think about it. If you're tired and you're worn out, and this and this is the problem for this is it's a chicken before the egg type of thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to stop full stop. Mm-hmm. Go focus on your health first. Mm-hmm. Then you can be more efficient. You cannot be more efficient when you are tired, when you're worn out, when you're in pain, when you, physically you don't feel good. Primarily because you're eating crap, and, and and crap is pretty much everything at the grocery store. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, so you're. But when you're eating like that and you're not moving enough, yeah. then you start your day, and yeah, your brain says, "I want to achieve these goals," but you just can't get the momentum. And by the way, when you feel bad, you're easily distracted. That's when you end up on yes. social media, and then you consume negative stuff and. Uh, this is just a preview. We're going to have Anthony Anarino, his brand new book, um, The Negativity Diet or Negativity Fast. Excuse me, Anthony. He's going to be on here. We'll be talking about this, so be prepared for it. But the when you when you when you feel bad, you're more likely to consume bad. Yes. When you consume bad, you're more likely to do bad things. So for me, and I've you know when I was a sales professional, I was in good shape, and I was mm. I was very successful. I took great care of myself. I ate clean. Like I never ate lunch out. I always took my lunch with me in a little cooler. But as I grew into a leader and into a corporate executive and then started my own business, it's really easy to get into that cycle where you're not taking care of your body. But also think 
you become a parent. Like you mm-hmm. come out of your 20s, you become a parent mm-hmm. or you get out of college and now you've got money for the first time and you're partying all the time. Mm-hmm. There's all of these places where we find ourselves in life where we can dip into this vicious cycle. Mm-hmm. So what's happened to me personally is I've been on this exploration of this health span idea. So how much of my time in my life can I spend where I feel my best? Like mm-hmm. that's been the focus. As I've done that, what's happening is I'm getting more accomplished in my day. I'm getting much more aware when it's time to stop. Mm. Like this is you're you're getting diminishing returns. Yes, you can work until midnight, but you're not going to get nearly as much done if you if you went to bed at nine, just get up a little earlier. Like this morning, I was up at five and I got so much done this morning before we came into this podcast. Mm. But it's that. But yeah. you have to fix the body cycle before you can fix the mental cycle. And that's the one thing that I'm not sure that I was aware of. And I just got into that bad habit of I, I can I can I can beat you with my brain yeah. until I can't, if that makes sense. Totally. I think we forget that our brain is also made up of our body. It is part of our body. And so it's made up of tissue and, and nerves and the same things that the rest of our body is made up of. So if people are saying, yeah, eat clean because it'll make your body healthy, of course it's going to make your, your brain healthier too. I mean, fatty foods leads to fatty tissues. Well, your brain is also made up of tissue. So you will have more fatty tissue in your brain, slower thoughts, less motivation. And I think the cycle that you're talking about, it it is funny. It is kind of like what came first, right? It all plays into one another. Health and wellness, mind, body, health, and wellness is the foundation of the results that you want to create in your life. Because like you're saying, you can't do one without the other. You can for a long time, probably. And then I will be curious to see what happens down the line because chances are, from what I've seen, it builds up, it adds up, and it turns into complete burnout. Absolutely. And then it, let's 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 think about we talked about sleep mm-hmm. and how how important sleep is. Yeah. If there's one thing that will kill you, it's not getting enough sleep. Yeah. And I can tell you, I didn't get enough sleep last night. But here's the difference: I popped out of bed at five mm-hmm. o'clock this morning because I'm I woke up. Like woke up and I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to get out of bed at five o'clock this morning. I only got, I don't know, five hours of sleep last night because I went that late. But I woke up because I was excited about my day. You know, mm-hmm. my brain is 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 thinking. Um, I've got ideas. I still had time to do some exercise this morning, move, uh, which made me feel even better. Yeah. And I got those ideas on the table, and I'll get nine hours of sleep tonight. But sleep is critical. Mm-hmm. If you don't get enough sleep, you if you, in fact if you're not getting enough sleep, might as well just go smoke a couple of packs of cigarettes a day because you're doing the basically the same thing to your body. Yeah. Then there's exercise. And if you want to think about one thing that will improve your health span, it's exercise. Mm-hmm. So let's dive into that. Okay. But I want to talk about moving your body for busy professionals, busy parents, salespeople who are juggling multiple things, entrepreneurs who are listening to this, it's not easy. Mm-mm. And it, if you, if you work out an hour a day, it's, it's, it's amazing how much time that consumes in our busy lives. Yeah. So what, what are some of your suggestions for busy people other than, you know, do it, you know, you can go to the gym every afternoon or every morning for an hour a day. Sometimes that's just not possible. Yeah. So how can you move? Yeah, absolutely. The, it, it's a really good distinction because movement is different than exercise. Mm-hmm. Movement is moving throughout your day, 
in, in any form. It's sitting at your desk chair and rolling out your shoulders or rolling out your neck and just releasing the tension. It's getting up from your desk every couple of hours. When you use the restroom, when you go to the restroom, instead of just going to the restroom and coming back, use that time to to move your body, stretch your arms, put your arms over ab- above your head. We were talking about that before. It's like get the blood flowing and that movement supports your creativity and your your metabolism, your oxygen flow. And it doesn't necessarily have to put weight on, right? But it's just moving around to support you in the workday. Um, there's so many things that you could do. If you are going into an office, this is a silly one. I used to laugh at it when I would hear it in health class or whatever, but park farther away yeah. and walk, walk into, you know, walk a little bit further. When you go to the grocery store, use the farthest parking spot instead of the closest one, just so you have to walk a little bit more. Um, instead of ordering food in all the time, get up and go out and buy groceries and come back home and stand in the kitchen. Um, if you have kids, play with them, play with them outside, yep. move your body. It's like, I think we we shy away from movement because we think it has to look like an hour in the gym. And you're right. People just don't have time for that. So then they nix it all together. Yep. But it doesn't have to be that. It can really just be small increments of movement. And I, ta- I talk about it in some of the courses I'll do here and I'll you'll have up on the website. But just little things, little practices, rolling out your shoulders, um, shaking out your legs in a long meeting in a conference meeting that you're there for an hour stand up and with everybody around, you know, shake out your arms, shake out your legs and just get the energy flowing. You can listen to a little Taylor Swift, shake it off. There you go. Jamie Lynn with The Move, a wellness expert. And uh, and she just let the cat out of the bag that she's here at Sells Gravy Studios and she's producing new training videos for how you can connect your mind and body so that you can improve your performance as a sales professional and sales leader. Uh, she's going to have those up on Sales Gravy University very soon. And you can go check out Sales Gravy University now. You can take any course. If you've never taken a course before, this is for first-time users only. But go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com and type in the code free course. And what you're going to find on Sales Gravy is we have over 40 of the top experts in their fields who have created courses for you. Plus, you're going to find live workshops that are taught by our master trainers so that you can go to class or go to a mastermind group with people who are just like you. So go check it out at learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com and use the code free course. One thing, Jamie, that I've been doing, and this is kind of weird, so I, I, my, my wife is laughing at me a little bit, but I, I bought a couple of medicine balls. So I bought, I bought one that was like 12 pounds. I think I got one that's eight pounds. And I have this little backpack, mm. and I just put the medicine balls in the backpack. Mm. So what I've been doing is when I come home in the afternoons from work, I'll go upstairs and I'll just put my, you know, my, my home clothes on, and I throw that backpack on, mm-hmm. and I just wear it around the house – while I'm cooking, like you were talking about cooking dinner, while we cook dinner, yeah. and we typically cook dinner every night at home, we almost never eat out, and I've okay. just got the backpack on. And I'll wear it until it starts really starting to bother me, Yeah. but I've been able to wear it longer and longer and longer. That's great. And I just had read someplace that it, it's a great way to focus and build your stability and it builds body strength mm-hmm. because you're, 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 you're having to, to carry something. And I, what I was reading was that human beings, we used to carry things all the time and we were built to carry things and we don't carry anything anymore. So that, that little rucksack is, is something that helps you do that. And the other thing I've been doing, and this has been powerful, mm-hmm. is 
I've been walking through the airports. Mm -hmm. So if you travel a lot and you're like me, your typical move is you get to the airport, you get through security, and then if you're a member of the airplane lounge, you go to the airplane lounge and you sit in there and they've got food and you eat and drink coffee and hop on your computer and you hunch over. Or you go find something to eat or you a lot mm -hmm. of people go straight to the bar, which is really a bad habit. Mm -hmm. What I've been doing is I've been parking. I know where my gate is. So I park on the furthest gate. Mm -hmm. I go into the airport there and I'll walk to my gate and I try to get there a little bit early. So I get 90 minutes to two hours early. And if and if I if I get there early, I walk back and forth. I walk through all of the, the terminals. And I'm doing this in every airport that I go to, and I'm just measuring my steps. How many steps am I getting? I'm trying to get ten thousand a day. Mm. What a difference! It's just huge. Awesome. And I, what was I doing? What was I doing sitting down anyway? I was hanging on my computer. I wasn't very productive. Right. And you're about to be on a flight for whoever knows how long, not moving anyway. So you might as well generate the movement before. And it's super easy. Yeah. Plus, I'm saving about twenty bucks every time I walk into an airport because there I'm not go. walking someplace and buying something yeah. to eat. Yeah. So. That would be an example of just using something you would normally do yeah. to create movement. Yeah, and and when you're talking, I'm like, okay, well, somebody may ask why. Like, well, why walk? Why not just sit? I'm tired and whatever, and I just want to sit. Our, we're built to move. Our bodies are built to move. And so in this day and age where we are working from our office, we're driving longer, we're sitting longer, we're f flying more, we're not walking and traveling. I mean, if you look at, history we walked we that's how we got everywhere is walked long distances um we got up and we went out and we picked our food or we killed our food and we we moved and so our bodies are built to move they function better that way we're we're, we're able to do more that way and so in this day where there is so much sitting those small choices you can make really do make the difference and it, i wouldn't let a busy schedule keep you from movement altogether, I would find the ways, like you're saying, find the ways that you can incorporate it. If you already walk the dog, add a heavy backpack. Yeah. I love that one. Or if you're sitting at your desk, just hold on to your desk and do 10 squats before you go to lunch. Great. Nothing nothing to it. Yeah. But th this, I think this concept of movement is so important because we don't think about movement as a healing function. Mm. So for I, my knee, for some reason or another, started hurting. I'm 56 years old. Okay, so you you know there's things that are wearing out. Mm -hmm. So I got on the Mayo Clinic and I'm doing some research. Like, is there a supplement that I can take? Is there something that I can do so that it stops hurting me? And you know what the answer was? Mm. Move it. The answer was if your knee's hurting, move it, yeah. exercise it, run it. So I started doing that. You know what? Wow. They're right because what you typically do is my knee hurts. I'm not going to move it. I'm going to I'm going to move slower. I'm going to sit at my desk longer. I'm going to do those things mm -hmm. versus okay, let's be intentional about the movement. Mm -hmm. What am I doing? And a great example I was doing step-ups in the gym and it was hurting me. I did one after another after another after another after reading this article and then after about 3 didn't hurt. And that that I think is the key is yeah. if you're if, if you feel something, it's wrong, take the time to pay attention to it. And then move it. Yeah, it's, it's such a good point because that's – so pain is really the best way for your body to get you to listen to it because you can't really ignore pain. You can ignore a lot of things. You can fight through exhaustion. You can fight through sickness, whatever. But pain 
is one of those things that will really take your attention. So I like to consider pain as the body's way of communicating with you and asking you something and you, and you want to take it seriously. So a lot of people ignore pain and will push past it and will not move it and not do what you did, which is look it up and look into it. They'll just keep going. So your body using pain as the way for you to listen to it now is like, well, move more. Yeah. Great. That was the window into more movement um, or more healing like you're talking about. And sometimes it's just chronic inflammation, but yeah. that chronic inflammation is is a result of what you're eating. Yep. Uh, and and so you're not getting enough movement and you're eating the wrong things, so you're exacerbating the, the problem. So let's talk about nutrition. We talked about sleep. Yep. So this is sort of the triangle of wellness is yeah. sleep and and movement, movement. Mm-hmm. and then nutrition. Mm-hmm. So what what do you, your clients what do you recommend? How how do you help them uh, eat a better diet? And let me say this again: everything at the grocery store, except for the stuff that's in the fresh fruit fruit or food aisle, and and maybe mm-hmm. the the you know the meats, everything else is crap. Mm-hmm. It's all processed. It's not even some of it's not even food. That's yeah. It's I could have a whole other podcast just talking about that. I just I was in Bali recently and came back looking and feeling better than I ever have because it is all just food. It's it's only food and it makes such a big difference. So when I'm working with someone on what they're consuming, um, first of all, consumption is more than just what you're eating. It's what you're drinking, what you're watching, um, the the air that you're breathing. It's it all plays into what you're consuming into what you're bringing into your body. So when I work with somebody, I don't focus on calorie counting, protein intake, uh, caloric, and I, I don't break it down in that way. I, again, really nail in the mind-body connection, asking your body the proper questions to figure out what your body is asking for, because there are foods that will support what your what your body needs. So if you are somebody who has a hard time focusing and you, um, you can't... F- Focus. You get distracted easily. There are foods with more fats in them, like fatty fish or walnuts, that will support your your focus throughout the day. Or if you're somebody who has um, energy crashes throughout the day, you want to stay away from more sugar and you want to have more sustainable carbs. So when I'm working with somebody, it's more about how to eat to support your life that you want to live and listen to what your body's asking for because your body will tell you exactly what it needs if you are slowing down enough from the distractions of the outer world to focus on what it's asking. And you can really support yourself in that way. And I think that's incredibly powerful. And I want to replay this. There's so many fad diets. Mm -hmm. And when I say fad diets, there's a, you can get on, if you, gosh, just troll Instagram or Facebook for 10 minutes, there's going to be a dozen ads, YouTube. This is the one thing. This is the diet that fix everything. And if you listen to true professionals, real professionals who aren't trying to sell you a bunch of stuff, they'll tell you that diet needs to be connected to who you are physically. And because every person's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't that's not taken away from eating clean. What we're talking about eating clean is we're we're talking about eating real food. Mm-hmm. So like for me, it's getting super intentional about reading every single label. Somebody hands me something. I put my, I got to put my glasses on because I'm, I'm blind as a bat. <laughs> but I literally get in to read the label, and it's amazing for me. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm the person who like up and down crashes, so I can't eat sugar. Sugar just is so bad for me. Mm-hmm. And I read packaging, and I go crap. The third the third ingredient on this 
what looks like a really healthy nutrition bar, a protein mm-hmm. bar, is sugar. Yes. It's full of sugar. Mm-hmm. So I put that down mm-hmm. and go get a handful of walnuts, for example, which is one of my go-tos. Uh, and so you've got to know who you are, but there's not a fad diet. It is it is picking the right diet for you. Mm-hmm. The problem, I think, for people who are super busy, so when I know when I'm eating my worst, it's when, when I – when I choose expediency, when I choose getting something done yeah. over taking care of my body. Yeah. So some of it, so much of it's about choosing intention mm-hmm. versus convenience. Mm-hmm. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, it goes back a little bit to what we were saying before. It's like to get what you want to get done, you need a foundation of health and wellness, a body that's going to support you in doing that. So yes, it may feel easier to make that quick choice to get fast food because it's there and I got to get to my next meeting. And then it's which came first, a chicken or the egg. Then you realize in your meeting, you're not uh, showing up at your best, but you did that so that you could show up to your meeting on time or whatever. And now you're realizing you're lethargic and you're slow and you're um, you can't focus quite as well. And it's because of that choice that you made. So that the small decision to prioritize your body, again, to support you in what you want to do, because there's no reason your body is against you. Your your body has no reason to keep you from your success in, in the life of your dreams. It just, it, it doesn't. So in order to support you in the life of your dreams with the success and the wealth and the abundance and all of these things, that one decision of quick versus support is a big one. And it doesn't have to uh, take your whole focus either. It can be really small. You know, is it this fast food restaurant or, is it, you know, instead of this fast food restaurant, can I go to, I don't know what y'all have out here, but for LA, we've got Whole Foods and there's a hot food bar or, you know, Erewhon has a has a hot food organic bar. It's like still quick food, but it's through a grocery store and better ingredients. Well, maybe an example, I'll just use me as an example. Yeah. We've been using me as an example. <laughs> um, I'm a flawed human being. The But this morning, we've got this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I want to be able to be totally focused on the podcast, focused on you, have a high energy level. And even the awareness, what people don't know behind the scenes is we started this podcast and I just didn't like my energy. So we started over again. Yeah. And the reason that I was able to do that, we go back to my ups and downs with sugar, is that... N- on a morning like this, I wouldn't normally eat breakfast because I would I'd be fasting until lunch. Mm-hmm. And but because we had this going on, I ate breakfast. But I know exactly the breakfast I needed to eat, which was an omelet. I had mm-hmm. uh, I had two fresh eggs out of my chickens, and chicken. I've got chickens, and uh, and awesome. I had uh, some onions out of my garden and mm-hmm. some fresh basil yeah. out of my garden, and I threw some spinach in there and a couple of pieces of cheese. And put that together, and that protein will carry me through most of the day. Yeah. But I had to be intention. I knew what I was doing, and I ate for supporting my body so that it could support my brain because doing a podcast like like this, believe it or not, is pretty intense. It takes a lot of mental acuity to pull this together. So. But the intention is deciding, right? Mm-hmm. You have to. Another way of looking at it, you have to sacrifice what you want now, get out of the house fast for what you want most, mm-hmm. having a body that's going to support you. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you said earlier: if you don't have your health, you have nothing. Like everything else falls apart. If you have a mind that is sharp and can think, but you can't move it to another place because you can't walk, you got a problem. Yeah. So I think that I think that for nutrition 
critically it is it is making that decision. Mm-hmm. The other decision you have to make these days is I'm going to spend more money. Yeah. Because ch- calories are cheap. You can go get a can of raviolis and even yeah. though there has been inflation, that's a, that's it's packed with calories. It's pretty cheap calories. But if you go get a tomato and go get some lettuce and go buy some watermelon or some grapes or some apples or walnuts and you start you start eating clean, your your food bill is probably going to double in yeah. order to do that. It will. It 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 definitely will. I think sometimes I'm surprised with how low it actually is, how comparable it actually can be if it's my whole grocery cart is full of produce instead of all the other things, because now, I mean, a bag of chips is like five bucks or something. I mean, it can be pretty expensive, but I just love, so, so yes, it, it it does take a commitment of more resources, more time and more money. Um, but the value is just through the roof. I mean, it's exponential. Um, I love what you said about intentionality. It's like those conscious choices. I'm choosing to spend more money on my food because I know it will support me in this way. Or honestly, sometimes I choose to eat the French fries and the cookies, because I like those things, but I know the impact. So it's a, still a conscious decision. When we go on autopilot and we just do what we're used to, we get the autopilot results, which are pretty low and lethargic. And yeah, you're you know you're in the conference room and there's that lone cookie left over there, and your brain's hungry because you're tired, and so you mm-hmm. pick that up, you eat it, and then you get the sugar crash a little bit later. You don't realize that cookie was 400 calories that you just. That weren't even worth it. Mm -hmm. The change is, though, is when you begin to invest in your nutrition, Mm -hmm. and that's what it is. You spend more money, you start eating less. So you, uh, uh, you know, uh, let's say I like the um, the romaine heart lettuce, right? So three of those things is three or four dollars. But if you're but if you're intentional about it, you don't really actually need that much lettuce. You don't think right. you 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 chop it up and right. and then you throw some things on top of it. It goes a lot longer than you think. Right I, now, if you're if you're feeding a family, you know you're a mom, you're a dad, and you got kids. Like this, it gets infinitely more complicated than if you're single. Yeah. And a lot of salespeople are in their 20s and early 30s when they're just starting out, or you're like me and you're an empty nester, so you don't have that to think about. But yeah. Then, then that intentionality gets amped up three or four times because if you're feeding your family junk, it's really hard for you to eat clean. So yeah. everybody's got to eat clean together, or yeah. you're not going to get there. But I, when I grew up, because I grew up on a farm, every we everything we ate was off the farm, mm. so it was it was clean eating across the board. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a farm, but we were definitely clean eating, and so I'm, I'm used to that. I definitely fell into a time of just eating for convenience versus eating for value. But it is uh, some of it does have to do with your upbringing. So as we talk about that, I'm sensitive to all kinds of people with all kinds of just general information about food. But it's so easy to learn. It is so easy to learn. It's as easy as doing a a fad diet, which could work, but is really specific to certain bodies and whatever. Versus just learning what foods can support me and and what I need. And you, you, anyone will know, you'll know watching this, like, what will you need to support you midday versus beginning of day versus end of day? Um, And you feel it. So that's where, again, the mind-body connection comes in. It's like, feel the impact of the food that is being consumed. And if you just, that alone, if you just feel it, you'll want to make the shifts. Let's end with breathing. Mm. So talk to me a little bit about this. This is not a place where 
I've spent a lot of my time. Okay. When I read about wellness in particular, which is, if I think about wellness, I think wellness is about taking care of yourself before there's a problem. Yes. You know, so it's it's thinking ahead. Yeah. But everybody talks about breathing as a mechanism um, to be more connected to de-stress. Uh, it's good for your whole body. I struggle with it, mm-hmm. and I just read an article because I. I ride horses, and so I, I have a GoPro, and I was listening to myself. I'm like, God, my goodness gracious, I breathe really hard. Mm. And what I learned was that the reason I breathe hard is because of the way I'm holding my posture. So I'm, I'm hunched over, so I'm breathing from my belly versus mm. from my whole chest. And so I started practicing that that shift, and I feel like I've got more oxygen. You know, I feel instantly better. But I, we're talking about a long period of time where I've been practicing the wrong type of breathing techniques. But I'm still a little bit lost on it. So maybe okay. walk us through how you coach your clients on breathing, yeah. what it means to you, and how that can specifically help salespeople during their sales day when they're struggling, having a hard time, walking into a big meeting. How can breathing make you better? Mm. Stop me if I talk too long on this because <laughs> I love talking about the breath. So your breath, just point in blank, is your life force. If you stop breathing, you don't live. That's just what it is. So for something that that is that important to us and to our life, for us to not think about it at all throughout our day is a is an anomaly. Um, so your breath is typically short and shallow. If you're not focusing on your breath, it's typically short and shallow. When you have short and shallow breath, it sends a signal to your brain that you are stressed, that you are not relaxed enough to take full deep breaths. And so it, init- it kicks on fight or flight and it sends more stress hormones, cortisol through your body, and and then shortens and and keeps the breath even more shallow. So it's this cycle. One deep breath tells your body that you're not being chased by a lion, quite literally. You're not, you don't need short and shallow breaths. And it brings your body present enough to kick on rest and digest. So it's like your body system. So when you breathe deeply, it tells your body we're calm, we're okay, we're not in a state of emergency. And all of the benefits that will come from not being stressed and not fighting a lion off, like we might, I don't know if we ever fought lions, but. Uh, Funny story. I was in Africa this summer. Yeah. Yeah, And I actually got chased by a lion. No, you did not. I did. Was your breath short and shallow? I think so. I'm not sure. I was, <laughs> Probably. You're I was like, trying, I don't know. I was trying to to to, uh, to just. I was on a horse, so it was. Oh my god! And I had a GoPro. I mean, it was it was it was a wild experience. But yeah, elef- you know, elephants, rhinos. Wow. Uh, lions swam across a river full of uh, hippos and uh, and crocodiles. That was a moment where fight or flight totally, absolutely kicked in. Oh, totally. Yeah. First of all, that's awesome. And second of all, you can feel it, and and your body does that to support you because you don't need creative solutions and problem solving and logic when you're being chased by an animal. It just needs survival. So our- but, but that but that same fight or flight response is that that happens when you get rejected. Yes. Because there's two types of threats for human beings, yes. physical threats and social threats. Yes. And here's what's incredible about this. We are more afraid of being rejected than we are of a lion chasing us. But it's the exact same response. Yeah. So if you learn how to manage one, you can learn how to manage the other. Well, I don't know if you need to manage the <laughs> In your case, you will. But I, that's absolutely right. Your body doesn't know 
whether it's a stressful email or it's being told no or whether it's being chased by a lion, it just knows it's stressed. My breath is short and shallow. Um, I, I feel hot. I feel a knot in my stomach. That's what the body knows. So breath is the signal, the direct channel to your body to say, I can relax. I am safe. I am in, I am okay, and I can breathe. And then what happens is it kicks on the creative solutions, the logic, the problem solving, the memory. It kicks all those on because you're good. You, you can handle it. Yeah. You're safe. And so a, a, a breath throughout your day can do so much more for your brain than I think we realize. And then you, you break it down a little bit more and just the oxygen that is going to your brain supports brain functionality. It supports, supports cognitive thinking. Um, and so having the the circulation of oxygen is great. And then when you take a deep breath in, this is what I will tell clients to do if ever they're in stress, the easiest thing to do is take a deep inhale through your nose, filling up your diaphragm, expanding your chest, holding it at the top. Because when you hold your breath at the top, it brings your focus forward. You're like, why am I not breathing? And then you exhale. And so it brings you present. And why that might support you going into a, a sales call or a business meeting is because it brings you present. It just brings you into your body physically and mentally, also creating more oxygen, sending more oxygen, oxygen to your brain, kicking on the creative solutions, the logic part of your brain. Um, and then just I think also sometimes when I'm nervous, I don't know if you've ever felt this, but I talk really high up in my chest sometimes. Like my breath gets really short and high and I'm like, oh my God, I need to exhale. Um, so breathing, taking a deep breath in and out before a sales call helps you warm up your diaphragm so it knows to breathe from here versus from a tense place. Well, that's that's critical yeah. because the most powerful emotional foundation for a sales professional is relaxed assertive confidence. Mm. Now, if you're if you're shallow breathing and it makes you come off as insecure, like if you feel nervous, you're probably projecting nervousness because totally. your body is pushing that out. And no one buys from insecure salespeople, mm. nobody. And if you're trying to negotiate or close, then that just says don't trust me because if you're nervous mm. or you have a high your higher voice, yep. But if you've got a deeper voice, if you're relaxed, if you're calm, mm -hmm. the thing about that is it attracts people. It mm -hmm. it pulls them in toward you. And that is that is both your mental state and your physical state working together. Yep. And at that point, when those two things come together, that is when magic happens in sales. Uh, and and we we teach like part of our practice is this whole concept of relaxed assertive confidence. Once you get that everything you will essentially you just you own your prospects you own the situation and everything begins to go your way but it begins with getting all of these pieces together yeah and what's so cool about that and also just so easy about that is that you can start it by doing the physical processes you don't have to get your mind anywhere other than where it is right now but if you tune into your body and you give your body what it needs naturally this shift will happen. So you don't have to worry about how am I going to make this shift and how am I going to do it? Well, the how is in taking care of your physical and mental well-being. They, they're one and the same, that mind, body, and spirit. I love that you mentioned that too. Getting those working together and aligned. And from that place, naturally, the results just show up for you. I want to drop one thing on here because this is super powerful and I'm not sure everybody heard this. So I want to say this mm -hmm. again. When you are going into a sales call, mm -hmm. 
it is natural for fight or flight to begin to kick on. And this is just a, it's part of your sympathetic nervous system. You have absolutely no control over this. It happens without your consent. Mm -hmm. Taking that moment before you get on the sales call to close your eyes and do that big, deep breath. And as you said, hold it at the top, create awareness. If you do that, you begin to get your executive brain in control. You know what to do. You've been trained what to do. Fight or flight causes you to forget it because it causes all the blood and the oxygen to rush out of your neocortex. That's the that's just the neurophysical response right. to fight or flight. So I never thought about stopping before I even like turn the zoom on, before I get on, just take a breath, breathe for a minute, become aware, mm -hmm. and then drop into the call. The difference that that can make, something so simple. I mean, I, I don't know if you saw, but I was doing that before this podcast even. It's like it drops you into your body, into the present, because you're right. Your mind knows what it needs to do. Your mind knows that. And when you think it doesn't, you think before your meeting, I got to prep and I got to think and I got to do all of this. Again, you separate your mind from your body, your floating head. And people can feel if you're a floating head. You know, you want to be embodied. Um, and one of the in one of the courses I'll talk about, it's embodied sales, selling from a place of physical alignment and embodiment and being in that relaxed assertiveness. I love that phrase because when you're in that state of relaxation, yes, functions, all systems are a go, but also it's just so much more of a connected experience with whoever you're working with. Love it. Okay. Let's, let's give them some homework. Okay. So okay. Um, I'm going to throw out some homework. You throw out some homework and we'll probably give you three to four tips. Love it. So uh, my number one is when you get out of the bed in the morning, yep. stand up before you do anything Put your hands over your head, take a big, deep stretch, bend over, move your body side by side. I, I do one of these things right here. Mm -hmm. And just do that before you do anything, before you get your coffee or anything. That would mm -hmm. be my number one tip. Love it. Okay. My number two tip, number two tip is uh, to take a deep breath as often as possible before you have a meeting, after you have a meeting before you have a sales call in the middle of your day, use your breath to bring yourself here and now and and do a big full one to circulate that oxygen. And you could even set a timer on your phone. Yeah. So it would be take a breath time. Yeah, love that. M mine is that during the day, move. Yeah. During the day, I'm serious. Just grab a hold of your desk and do a couple of squats, or or just do some calf you know, raises yeah. next to your next to your uh, your your desk. And I love the idea of parking as far back in the uh, in the parking lot as you can. And if you're going to the airport or you're traveling anywhere, don't sit down. Just you're going to get tons of time to sit down on the airplane. Yeah. Get your roller bag. Put your backpack on, walk through the airport. There's really cool people in the airport. I and mean, there's some really weird people in the airport too, but it's good people watching. So that's number three. Number four. Love it. Number four is consume for a purpose. Consume with a purpose. So eat intentionally. Uh, pay attention to what's going in your body and use it as a tool to support your daily activity. When you need more energy, eat wisely. Um, if you you know feel lethargic and whatever Eat, make conscious choices to support yourself from the inside out. Very good. And you can do those things right now. Yeah. Jamie Lynn, thank you so much for joining me. This has been a fantastic episode. I know people are going to love this. And you can check out Jamie Lynn's courses on Salesgravy University. Just go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com. 
It is the most powerful sales training engine on earth. I guarantee when you go there, it will blow you away how much content we have, the quality of the content, the quality of our instructors. It's really nothing else like it on earth. And if you've never taken a course there, just use the coupon code free course at learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com. We'll see you next time on the Sales Gravy Podcast. Mm-hmm.